What's doing, everybody? Today is Tuesday, September 19th. Congressman Bob Good of Virginia joins me on the podcast, and we have got a lot of topics to touch on. Plus, Illinois becomes the first state to eliminate cash bail, and the military lost an F-35 $100 million fighter jet before it crashed. Now they are grounding aircraft. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. The American family is under attack. Parents are the underdog of this nation. Your children are being indoctrinated. That's right. Your children. They do not belong to the state. They do not belong to the school system. They belong to you, the parents, as a blessing from God our Father. So let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. You're listening to The Alec Lee Show. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lee Show. I am happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for stopping by. If you're watching a live broadcast here on Rumble, I would love for you guys to get down there, hit the share button. Let's bring on as many viewers, many listeners as we can as possible. I encourage you guys to take part in the live chat. Let's get some conversations going down there. Thank you so much for all your support, especially here on Rumble. We are continuing to grow. Thank you for those of you tuning in on the podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, whatever it is that you're listening on. If you're over there, please hit me with a rating review. goes a long way to help us in the charts as well. And just a program uh, update, I guess, if you will, before we get started here. I know so many of you guys that follow me on social media were expecting to see Dave Rubin on the podcast today, and I was announcing that on social media. I had the wrong date in my calendar on my phone. It is two weeks from today. So October 3rd, Dave Rubin will be here, and I'm looking forward to having him on The Alec Lay Show. I had him previously on First Class Fatherhood, talking about him becoming a dad and his whole experience uh, so far being a father, and I received some tremendous feedback from that interview. But now I'm looking forward to really getting into uh, all these political issues that not only just parents but all Americans are facing right now, and he is... uh, he very few are better at it than Dave Rubin in the business, especially here on Rumble as well. So I'm really looking forward to having him uh, hearing his take on so much of this stuff. So Dave Rubin will be here on October 3rd. Now, as far as this week goes, uh, Congressman Bob Good's going to be here in just a minute. But this week on Thursday, Jason Rance will be joining me here on the podcast. He's the host of the Jason Rance Show. You've seen him on Tucker Carlson a ton of times, especially when that whole thing was going on down in, out in Seattle with the city of summer of love, the whole bit. So I'm looking forward to having Jason Rance. He'll be here on the podcast on Thursday. All right, and I myself was on the bottom line on Fox Business with Sean Duffy and Dagan McDowell yesterday, so I did want to share a a couple of highlights from my appearance on there. These were the three stories that they had me comment on. One was this migrant train that went viral, uh, full of just, you know, doesn't look like any women and children on this thing. It looks like all military-age males, but there was this... Thousands of illegal immigrants that are heading for the U.S. border. Uh, they're, they're right there on that train. So they had me comment on that. Also, the Senate dumbing down their dress code to fit in with this Fetterman fool so that he can wear his hoodie and his uh, shorts to the Senate. And the other one was Hillary saying that the Republicans are trying to divide us. Uh, so those are the three that I t- the, those are the three topics that I touched on. Here's the highlights. 
Yeah, that was the Great Replacement Express heading towards America. And if I was those migrants, the worst thing that could happen or I'd be fearing is another train derailing once it gets to the United States like every other hazardous material train does. But these countries are emptying their prisons and they're all coming into America here. And Biden should be just removed from office because of what's happening. And I'll tell you what, I hope Mayor Eric Adams is watching because the next train these guys are going to be on is the Q train out to Gracie Mansion. And that's where we should stick them. And I hope when he talks to Joe Biden, he doesn't ask for more money. He asks him to close the border and start mass deportation immediately. What do you think? Yeah, there's no class here is really what I'm seeing. And it's like, you know, if you were going to hire a lawyer and you walked in and a guy's wearing a hoodie and board shorts, you're not going to hire him because what happens to you is serious. This guy is representing the American people. That's serious. And I'm tired of the left saying it doesn't matter. You know, everything matters. Some things matter more than others, but there isn't anything that doesn't matter. And I'm tired of seeing this classless stuff. They make a mockery. The left makes a mockery of everything that we stand for in this country. They make a mockery of our family. They make a mockery of our faith. And now they're making a mockery of just self-respect. And I'm tired of it. Alex, half of America, deplorables, she called them. You know what? I don't think when she says, oh, she's talking about all the American people. She means the Democrat Party. Mm. We're seeing the Hispanics start p- pulling for Trump. We're seeing blacks for Trump increasing. And I think that's what she's talking about. And yes, we need to divide that Democratic Party and pull them over to this side. And I do believe that the Democrat Party is splitting. I think so many people, no matter, and I'm going to talk to the congressman about this when he comes on, but I think if you talk to the Democrats about the hardline issues, you know, you have a debate about it. But when you talk about certain issues, they are completely against what their own party is doing. So we're going to talk more about that when I have the congressman on here. But these blue cities, uh, you know, they are getting packed full of illegals because no one has the cojones to tell President Biden to shut the border. You see Mayor Eric Adams asking for more money. Stop asking for more money and tell the president to close the border. And we got to start mass deportations. And that is just America first. We got to put the American citizens first. These people around the country are starting to wake up, especially in these blue cities, and realizing that we can't allow this to happen. So this is what's going to break it. And this is why I think you're going to see Donald Trump sail, not just win, coast into the White House in 2024 because of all this stuff. So no matter what Joe Biden's trying to sell about Bidenomics and about how the country is better than it's ever been, people know, they understand, families are the ones that are struggling the most with the inflation and and with the border, with migrants that are coming into the cities. They are destroying the lives of American citizens. So they are the ones, I think, the parents and the families are the ones that are going to stand up and save this country. But, you know, shame on Joe Biden. I mean, he should be thrown right out of office for what's happening down at the border. And it's just, it's increasing. You know, just an interesting note, too. There was something like 300,000 migrant arrests at the U.S. southwest border per year while Trump was a president. Now we're we're well over 2 million a year. It is drastically increased. So they keep, people keep trying to say, oh, the border's always been an issue. Yes, the border's always been an issue, but it's never been like this. It's never been just open season, open invitation. Oh, come on in. And they are flooding it. It is, and that's what I said during the Fox Business segment, th- that train was the Great Replacement Express train. And that's what's happening. They are just replacing the American people. We're seeing it all over the world, not just in the United States. We're seeing these invasions happen to all these different countries all over the world. And it's all by design. It's all being done on purpose. Meanwhile, what is our government doing? 
And again, Congressman Bob Good's going to be here with me in just a minute. But what is our government doing? What is our military? Our military has become a laughing stock around the world. Not only because you have, you know, you know, women, men pretending to be women dressed up in military uniforms running so many departments in the military, but now the big story: the, the military they misplaced an F thirty-five jet. This is a hundred million dollar jet. This story went viral. It went crazy over the la- over the weekend here. Apparently. The, the fighter pilot was flying this plane and ejected from the plane because uh, apparently the transponder wasn't working or something like that. I don't have all the exact details, but what we do know is the pilot ejected and this plane kept flying. And the military asked the civilian population for help to locate this thing. And it's almost like something out of Airplane the movie, almost out of something out of a comedy movie. But here, here's the Joint Base Charleston. Now, this happened in Carolina, obviously, here, but th- this was... Their tweet, we're working with whoever to locate an F-35 that was involved in a mishap this afternoon. The pilot ejected safely. If you have any information that may help our recovery teams locate the F-35, please call Base Defense Operations Center. And they put the phone number there. It says the last known position uh, we are focusing on attention of, of Charleston around lake whatever it's like they're asking the public for help to find an f-35 jet how do you think this is being perceived around the world our military is already being perceived as weak around the world you forced out so many of the great military members because you forced them to get vaccines that they didn't want that's why we've lost so many police and firemen and everything else has this all been by mistake or has this all been by a clever design so you misplace a a $100 million plane and you're asking the public like, oh, just by the way, if you happen to be dropping your kids off to school today and you see an F-35 flying above your head pretty low, give us a call at this number. We'd like to know about it. So the plane crashed. They've located some of the debris from the plane uh, in South Carolina. And now they have grounded their aircraft. So here was this information here. This was from Breitbart. According to a Marine Corps statement following three class a aviation mishaps over the last six weeks so what are the other two acting commandant commandant uh, of the marine corps uh, general smith directed all marine corps aviation units to conduct a two-day pause in operations this week to discuss aviation safety matters and best practices what is going on with the military aircraft are they being hijacked are they being you know everyone likes to knock down the conspiracy theories oh it's a conspiracy theory look the plane just uh, did this it did that are we ever really going to know what's happening here here they're saying three mishaps i was only aware of this one what were the other mishaps are we ever going to get any real answers are we ever going to get the real truth as to what happened here and how an f-35 just went unmanned and was flying around and we had no access to it. They didn't know where it was. Didn't have a locator on it. We, the transponder wasn't working. What This is supposed to be the best equipment we have. The best on the planet. Not just that we have. Again, everything with Joe Biden is an embarrassment and a shame. And here's, by the way, Joe Biden said, you know, when he was trying to take away your guns and take away, you know, your right to bear arms, he says, oh, what do you need that for? You, you, if, you, if you wanted to take on the U.S. government, you'd need an F-15. 
Then all of a sudden, later that same year, there's an F-35 plane missing. So I thought that was kind of comical. You know, maybe the uh, American people were trying to get their hands on one because that's what you told them they're going to need. But everything with Joe Biden is an embarrassment and a disgrace. And this is no different. We are not being looked at as the strong superpower in the world. We are being looked at uh, just as a joke that we have become, especially with our political leaders. Come on, look at what we have going on here. You, you, you have people that are, that are half dead that are running the country. They're mis- mislocating uh, uh, aircraft. They're letting the border just leak like a sieve and allowing all, all these migrants to come in and just completely destroy our country. How much more are we going to stand? How much more are you going to stand? How much more are the American people going to take before they'll stand up and say, enough is enough here. We got to get these people out of office. God only knows the founding fathers would have threw this guy out on his ear already. But Biden is, uh, is a joke. And I'm going to bring on uh, Congressman Bob Good. We're going to talk about Biden, about Hunter Biden. Uh, you know, now Hunter Biden, is, latest is he's suing the IRS. So we're going to get into all that uh, and so much more. So I'm going to hit. And then after I have the congressman here, I'm going to hit you guys with Illinois becoming the first state to eliminate cash bail. That's got criminals rejoicing all over Chicago. And uh, so we'll get into some more of that. I'm going to hit you guys with a quick spot. I'm back on the other side with Congressman Bob Good. You're listening to The Alec Lay Show. Alec Lace has interviewed more than 700 dads on his award-winning podcast, First Class Fatherhood. Dads from all walks of life, including Tom Brady, Deion Sanders, Matthew McConaughey, Steve Harvey, Tony Hawk, Eric Trump, and so many more. Find out why First Class Fatherhood has been number one on the iTunes charts. Who these men are as fathers and how they raise their children is far more important than anything they accomplish in their careers. Alec Lace encourages his high-profile guests to share their fatherhood journeys and offer advice to new and soon-to-be dads. Let every father in your contact list know about First Class Fatherhood. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is Father's Day on First Class Fatherhood. You're listening to The Alec Lace Show. The future is family. All right, welcome back. Don't forget, guys, follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. Follow me on Twitter or X at Alec Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. And just one last alert about this. I'm trying to move everybody over to the Alec Lace Show channel. That's right here on Rumble. So if you're watching this on Rumble and you're following First Class Fatherhood, thank you, number one. Number two, look at my channel and follow The Alec Lay Show, because I'm going to try to start broadcasting these live on The Alec Lay Show. This way I move everybody over, and going forward, uh, it won't be so much confusion. All right, so if you could follow me here on First Class Fatherhood, and then follow The Alec Lay Show. And right now, we've got Congressman Bob Good of Virginia, representing the 5th District. Uh, he is in the Zoom room. We're bringing him in now. Uh, joining me now, Congressman Bob Good. Welcome to The Alec Lay Show. Great to be with you, Alec. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you on. First thing I want to hit you with here uh, is about the Hunter Biden uh, felony charges here. I know that you called for this investigation into Hunter Biden two years ago. We've now seen uh, three felony charges that he's gotten hit with after that generous plea deal uh, that he was asking for didn't go through. Uh, Some people are saying that this could force Biden out of the 2024 election cycle. And some people are saying this could be protecting Joe Biden uh, from the deeper charges that tie him to the family with the whole money laundering scheme that's going on. What say you? 
I think the gun indictment for the gun charge is just the, the latter. It is to protect Joe Biden. You know, it's the one, as others have said, it's the one crime that Hunter has uh, allegedly committed that does not connect him to President Biden or that President Biden wasn't involved with. We have no reason to believe he was involved with Hunter's gun crime or his drug crime specifically. Uh, however, uh, this, I think you're right, is to distract from or to distance the president from the legal actions against Hunter. So for he and his allies in the media, and the Democrat Party can say, oh, well, we're going after Hunter. They're going after Hunter. Look, they're charging him for the gun crime. Yes, it's years later. Yes, after they tried not to do it. Yes, after a plea agreement was uh, eliminated by a judge appropriately because they were trying to have immunity from anything else he might be charged with in the future. But yeah, I think it is just a distraction. I think the president uh, may be guilty of the biggest political crime in the history of the country. In modern times, we've certainly not had our president be accused of bribery, one of the specific crimes listed in the Constitution for which an impeachment might be in order. Yeah, yeah, strong statement and well said. And and I'm going to get to the impeachment inquiry in just a second. But the, the latest news is now that Hunter Biden is suing the IRS, uh, claiming that they produced some uh, personal material that wasn't legal for them to do. What's interesting is that uh, his father uh, just had 87,000 IRS agents hired so they could check into us because his theory was, hey, we got to stop the people who are making too much money, just like Hunter Biden. So what did you take on that? Yeah, it's, it's rich that Hunter Biden now wants to sue the very IRS that has been guilty, allegedly, of covering up for him, uh, agents testifying that uh, that they were prevented from pursuing where the truth and the evidence might lead. But uh, again, when President Biden lied to the American people, as, as we know, before the 2020 election, where he said that uh, only it was Donald Trump that made money off of China and that he'd never talked to his son about his corrupt business dealings and his son never made money off of China. And yet the plea agreement, the plea agreement was him uh, agreeing to plead guilty to uh, tax evasion on $2 million worth of income. We think that's just a fraction of the uh, income that he's received uh, on influence peddling, corruption, bribery, that sort of thing, uh, trading off the family name, trading off his father's position. But he actually literally was going to plea agree to uh, $2 million of income that he uh, had had not uh, paid taxes on. Uh, so that, along with the gun charge, is what they were trying to uh, prevent him from suffering any real consequence to in that sweetheart deal that now has fallen apart. Yeah, it is amazing how much corruption is uh, surrounding the Biden administration here, particularly the Biden crime family. And it was guns blazing when it was all the Trump-Russia stuff. We heard about it for the three years, and now the media is silent uh, about this. We start to hear the tables turn a little bit now uh, from the left-leaning media, that's, uh, which would suggest that they're starting to turn against Biden. Maybe we'd like to see him be replaced in 2024. But we now have the impeachment inquiry called for by Speaker McCarthy. I know that uh, your colleague there, uh, Congressman Gates, has really— uh, been on fire lately about holding him to his agreement when he was elected to the Speaker of the House. And we want they want I think the American people want this freaking indictment to just move forward already. And the impeachment inquiry, I'm sorry, not the indictment, the impeachment to move forward already. Uh, is this enough here? Uh, what, what do you expect to see here from this impeachment inquiry? Well, I have maintained now for uh, about two years that Biden should be impeached for the border invasion alone. We don't need any more evidence to that effect. We don't need any more investigation to that effect. And never in the history of the country has our own president done more to intentionally harm the United States 
than what the president has done with the border invasion. I mean, it's you cannot overstate the harm that's been done, the danger, uh, the, 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 the the crime that's been committed, I would allege, in terms of dereliction of duty and in, in, in facilitating, not allowing, but facilitating purposely this invasion with some uh, nearly six million illegals released into the country, some nearly uh, two million uh, criminal gotaways, the ones who don't want all the free stuff, and untold irreparable harm has been done that will only be revealed in, in the future as to what, how many just terrible actors we've allowed into the country. That said, uh, Kevin McCarthy was right. I can't tell you his motivation. There's some suspicions there, there too, but he was right to move forward with an inquiry to further empower the investigation by Comer. I think Comer's doing a, uh, has been doing some good work, he and the Oversight Committee, in uncovering mounting, growing, incriminating evidence towards not Hunter, Hunter small potatoes, yes, Hunter, but the Biden crime family and the president. Remember the president told us that he was the only father in the country who never talked to his son about what he did for a living, which of course we knew was not true. But now, you know, we've got uh, the, the audio recordings, we've got the emails, we've got the eyewitness testimony, uh, the, the visit records in the, in, in the travel on Air Force One, uh, the shell accounts, uh, the LLCs, uh, the uh, suspicious activity reports, the mounting evidence, and the Democrats who and their friends in the, in the media who say, hey, there's no evidence, are the very people who wanted to and did try to impeach President Trump based on a phone conversation where he asked for uh, the, 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 the corruption in, 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 in to be investigated in Ukraine. And here we've got yet uh, the Biden, Biden family shaking down the prosecutors uh, to have the prosecutor fired who was investigating Burisma in exchange for a billion dollars, or excuse me, for $5 million, $5 million. Yeah, and, and it's total, you're right, Congressman, it's a total flip-flop. We even hear Chuck Schumer calling it a witch hunt now, right? How, how the tables have turned here quickly. Indeed. Uh, but sticking to your point on the border, this is, is it is crushing American families. We've just seen because what they're doing is they're they're uh, giving these guys a court date and then releasing them into the United States. Just last month, we seen one uh, that got in a car accident, killed a, a 11 year old boy on his way to his first day of school in Ohio. Uh, but but they, we ju we just seen the videos now. The train coming through, headed to the border, packed full of illegals, just laughing and just mocking us, and we are being invaded. There's no other way around it. But how in the world? It, it seems like Americans kind of lost hope here that there's going to be anything done about the border until the Biden administration is out or the Democrats are out of the White House. Will there be any type of reprieve beforehand? What could we expect? And, and how do you hold the Democrats accountable for this? We are suffering as a people under the oppression, the tyranny of the abuse of power and unfortunately the decision made by the American people back in November of 20. And setting aside all the irregularities, all the uh, allegations, I think credible allegations of uh, inappropriate behavior, fraud, uh, rigging over the election. Setting that aside, you still had tens of millions of people vote for Joe Biden. And it, you know, it had to be close enough for whatever efforts were made to rig the election. And, and there's a reason why I elected, or excuse me, I objected to the electoral uh, n uh, numbers for those six states that we thought were particularly in question. But that said, when you have people who are unlawful unlawful and are willingly ignoring and breaking the law. We can pass our strong border bill out of the House, but even if we were to leverage that and somehow get it through the Senate, somehow get a president to sign it who is, again, directing the invasion, facilitating the invasion, it's, it's purposeful, it's willful, it's intentional. Even if we could get somehow that to be negotiated, signed into law through the appropriations process, let's just say, tough order, but let's just say it was happening. 
Mayorkas and company are intentionally violating the law. They're not uh, following existing law. And and to your point of, of a moment ago, these millions who've been released in the country, they don't even have court dates, actually. We're so backed up and the system is so overwhelmed with the magnitude of the number, they don't even have court dates anymore. What they say to them, hey, we're going to send you at taxpayer expense wherever you want to go, and then we'll get back to you in the future with a court date that you don't have to show up to. And there's no consequence if you don't show up to that. So it's a massive scale. And those are the ones, again, who surrender for all the free stuff, free education, free health care, free social services, free housing, free travel at taxpayer expense. Not to mention, again, the 1.5 to 2 million criminal gotaways with the terrorist ties, the criminal ties, trafficking drugs and children and women into the country and, 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 and all the rest. Uh, so irreparable harm being done. Yeah, the CCP is sending their people through the open border, and why not? And then these That's countries right. are em- they're emptying their prison systems so that these guys can come right into the U.S. And it's just, you know, it's it's so disheartening for so many Americans that seem like, they, you know, even in New York City, they're lining up by the thousands, the illegal immigrants, to put their kids into the public school system. They are paying taxes. They're taking advantage of the public education system, and it's the taxpayers that are bearing the burden constantly. They're putting the illegal immigrants in hotels while there's homeless veterans that are sleeping on the street. Right. And everyone's wondering, what in the world? are we doing wrong here? Why are we not putting America first? Why are we not putting Americans first? And people are so sick and tired of it. You could just pray that they're going to take that frustration to the ballot box. But then again, uh, can we have faith that we're going to even see a secure election in 2024? That troubles so many people. Indeed it does. And you hope that the American people are connecting the dots on how much politics impacts every area of their lives. We hope that they're connecting, that this is not the Democrat Party of their parents and their grandparents. The Democrat Party has become an evil, communist, Marxist system that, how did we get to where America first is partisan? How did we get to make America great is partisan? It used to be universal agreement on that. We might not agree on exactly what it looked like or the path to get there, the proper role of government and those sorts of things. But now patriotism is partisan. So I hope that we have suffered enough that the American people will rise up and make their voices heard. And we have to overwhelm them at the ballot box. We need a Reagan-like revolution at the ballot box. It cannot be close. Uh, With all the shenanigans going on, and particularly the blue cities, and with the Soros money and the Bloomberg money and that sorts of things, it, it cannot be close enough to cheat the system. We've got to overwhelm them. And then we need a 50 state solution on the election integrity, because as you know, we may be frustrated by this, but the constitution gives the authority for, for the elections to each respective state. So we don't want Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, you know, uh, Hakeem Jeffries and Joe Biden running every state's election. So we don't want the federal government to run that, but it's incumbent upon each state legislatures to secure and their attorneys general to, re, to secure their respective elections. And we've got to keep battling and be diligent to that effect. It seems like an overwhelming uphill battle. I do have faith that we're going to do it. And I really have faith in the parents in this country who I think are really going to save the country. I think parents are the underdog right now in this country. Parental rights are under attack. And it really is, I think, uh, alarming so many. I mean, I I know parents that are even Democrat that don't want what we're seeing in the school systems happening. They're they're forcing the LGBTQ CRT on the children while they are falling behind in city after city in their regular ABCs. And parents have had enough of it. And I think they're going to be the ones... uh, that are going to be fighting back the hardest in 2024 because we cannot allow this to continue in the classroom. I think you're right. I think that the hope for the country is that sort of traditional mainstream swing voters, moderates, independents, or reasonable Democrats, if you will, they don't want this radical ideology in their schools, this transgender ideology. They don't want their kids 
you know, they don't want CRT and diversity, equity, inclusion and racism. They, they, they don't want a weakened military. They don't want massive inflation, grocery prices, gas prices, housing prices, utility prices. Uh, they don't want the law enforcement undermined and we're putting criminals ahead of victims and criminals ahead of police. Uh, they don't want the border invasion that we talked about a moment ago. These are reasonable people who want safe streets, safe schools, a decent job to be able to provide a, f- a better future for their kids. They they want, they want, you know, they, they want to prosper and to be free and they don't want to be forced to get a vaccine or forced to wear a mask or their job or their church shut down. So I would hope that setting aside, I didn't touch on any of the hot button issues of the day that sort of divide Republicans and Democrats, but the mainstream kitchen table issues, the Democrats are wrong on all of those and the American people are suffering. And to your point, how did it get partisan to say that parents should have preeminence, primary responsibility for their children? The Democrat Party does not believe that. They don't. And you have the president of the United States saying we have to remember there's, you know, there's no such thing as somebody else's kid. These are all our kids. You know, there, there's that's right. And that drives me crazy to hear that. But, you know, and just like you said, the hard line issues. When, when I talk to Democrats about abortion, there's a debate. When we talk about the Second Amendment, there's a debate. When right. I ask them about having their daughter use the same bathroom as a grown man, there's no that's debate. Right. They that's don't even right. think twice about it. They say that's no right. right away. So I pray to God that that, that will be enough uh, to, to get them to the ballot box. And, and then I wanted to touch on this because. You know, everything now is sticking with the, with the children in this country. Uh, AI has been blowing up everywhere. Elon Musk has said AI could end up killing us all. We just seen this F-35 jet go missing from the U.S. military that's equipped with AI. Uh, Hollywood is on strike because the writers don't want the AI I- involved in their business. And now uh, you just sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland concerning AI being used with child sex abuse online. So please explain this threat. What is this going on with AI and and child sex abuse? Well, this Department of Injustice, and uh, along with the other things we've been talking about, such great harm, by the way, with that department. When you have those in power who are willing to use that of power to go after political opponents, to abuse their power, to go after those with whom they disagree, they're not even pretending anymore. So you got all kinds of problems with the Department of Injustice. Merrick Garland ought to be impeached. Christopher Wray ought to be impeached. But what we're asking here is to say, hey, with the emergence of AI on a level that we couldn't even imagine just a year or two ago with all of the potential and the capacity there that we're just trying to get our arms around, just trying to understand. And I'm not on a committee of jurisdiction that has primary responsibility, but what we're saying to Merrick Garland is what are you doing? What is your plan? What are your efforts to try to protect children and to try to combat the ability to use AI to essentially promote child pornography and because where you can take just you you you, you can create images uh, with with just you know, so easily to have such tremendous ability to do harm and and we've got to protect those who are the most vulnerable among us those being children so what we're doing is asking for answers but I will tell you we just sent that letter last week but if it's based on previous outreach by myself and my colleagues uh, overtures to Merrick Garland to exercise our responsibility to conduct oversight of the executive branch, the people, we are the people's representatives conducting oversight of the, of the executive branch, and this, in this case, Department of Injustice specifically, he has not been very compliant or responsive, so I'm not optimistic that he will do so. And that's why, by the way, we need to use the power of the first to cut the funding to his department in this appropriations process. 
Well, props to you. And it's amazing how many uh, sick people that are involved. It, it seems like, you know, it, this thing would be dead in the water if there wasn't so many people that are interested in this material. We saw with the Sound of Freedom and then the left comes out uh, and saying, oh, Sound of Freedom, conspiracy theory. They seem to knock it down. This is an epidemic that's going on worldwide, not just in the U.S., but worldwide. This is this is a crisis. How is it partisan? How are we not united together to fight what's happening at our border and in our country and Thank God for those who had the courage to make that movie and the, how resilient they were to try to get it produced. It took them a while, but you know everybody ought to see it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I wanted to get your take on the uh, on the new dress code here that we're talking about now because uh, of Fetterman wanting to wear shorts and flip flops to the Senate floor. What's your take on the new dress code going down? We'll have to confess, I don't have a jacket on now, as you can see. And sometimes in committee here, and I'll take the jacket off, but that's about as casual as I go. You know, it's just it's just sad that the people of Pennsylvania, that's my birth state, by the way, but the people of Pennsylvania, that they allowed this gentleman to ascend to the Senate. You know, they call it the most exclusive club in the world, that this is the best and the brightest the state of Pennsylvania had to offer. And he doesn't he doesn't show any more respect, the decorum of the office to the great responsibility that he has to represent the people of Pennsylvania. Sadly, he doesn't seem to have the capacity and the ability to carry out his duties appropriately and effectively. But uh, but now the Senate's trying to accommodate him, Chuck Schumer. Oh, we're going to change the dress code. Let's dumb down things in the Senate. Not to say dressing appropriately makes you smarter, but it says it's a big deal. We take it seriously. There's a, there's a level of professionalism that has respect for the body and for the, for the responsibility that we have. And that, uh, you, you couldn't make this stuff up. Yeah, just totally classless. And and what is the uh, what is the latest on the the government shutdown? Is this we're looking like we're we're pushing this to October thirty first? Is it still uh, October first? What is the heart? What's the latest here on avoiding a government shutdown? Well, as it stands now, we're gonna the the government uh, funding will cease uh, September thirty at the end of the fiscal year. And I have said from the beginning that hey, we shouldn't fear a government shutdown in the sense that we it motivates us to do the wrong thing to further exacerbate or worsen our fiscal situation. We are on track to run a $2 trillion deficit this year with a Republican majority. That's embarrassing to me as a Republican. We have not come together. We've not been led by the speaker to cut our spending and to keep our commitment to the American people when we asked them to vote for us last November. So I am not in favor of a continuing resolution. We need to pass our 12 appropriation bills. We need to stay in session until we do that. We need to go back to pre-COVID spending as, as the speaker committed he would do when he was able to secure the votes to become speaker. We all voted to that effect with the Limit Save Grow bill back in April before the failed Responsibility Act that raised the debt ceiling to an unlimited amount through January 25. Of course, I oppose that. And if it takes us a week or two into October to do that, there's minimal impact upon the American people. 85% of operations continue anyway. So we don't need to fear that. But we do need to pressure the speaker to lead the conference, to do what we said we would do, pass our bill, send them to the Senate, implementing Republican legislative priorities, policy provisions that reverse the harmful policies in place under which we're suffering, but also that cut our spending. Yeah, well, well said and well done for holding him to the fire on this. And, uh, you know, hopefully we see a resolution that gets what we need and also doesn't affect the American citizens, which I think it looks like you were right on the money there with that. Last thing I want to get a take on from you, Congressman, one of the things I always harp on uh, specifically on my other podcast is the fatherless crisis that we have going on in our country. In my opinion, I believe that's the number one social issue. I know we try to solve all these other political issues, but unless we secure our nuclear families, get dads back in the home and then bring our heavenly father back into society, I think we're just going to be running around in circles in this country trying to solve all these problems. What's your take? 
No question. We were founded you know, as a predominantly Christian nation on Judeo-Christian principles, recognizing the importance of the foundations of faith and family. Uh, we were not founded as a, a, on a country that said, hey, we need to have separation of church and state. That was made up later, of course. What we were founded upon was the right to worship as we choose or not to worship, to believe as we want to believe or not to believe, uh, and religious freedom and religious protection. There's a reason why that is the first right enumerated in the Bill of Rights is the freedom of religion, not speech, not expression, not assembly, but and not even the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was to protect the First Amendment, but, the, but it was freedom of religion, the most basic, most precious of rights. And we believe our rights come from God, from our Creator. They are inalienable rights given to us by God, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And then the Constitution says, hey, every other right that's not prohibited to us by the Constitution, we retain all of those. And, and so I I will often say, Alec, that, you know, think about those in our lives who we know whose lives are in disarray, who are in turbulence and turmoil. Have they followed God's design for marriage, morality, and the family? Meaning they waited until they were married to act like they were married. They waited until they were married to stay, to have children, and they stayed married. That is, you know, finish high school, wait till you're married to have kids, stay married in a committed marriage relationship, and the chances that you won't be in poverty are like 90%. If you do the reverse of that, if you don't finish high school and you have kids outside of marriage, it's like a 90% chance you'll be in, 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 in poverty. And of course, we as a government, as a people, certainly the Democrat Party, don't want to recognize that and speak the truth, that the foundations of family and morality and marriage are fundamental to we as a people, to we as a society, to we as a culture, for us to prosper, to be a strong, secure nation. And so this undermining effort of whether it's, you know, the, the economic incentives to have children out of wedlock, whether it's the marriage penalty when it comes from a tax standpoint, or just to the fact that we undermine and diminish the importance of fathers in academia, in the media, in entertainment, and those sorts of things. Uh, we obviously need to return that. Government doesn't have the solution. The church has the solution. Uh, the Bible has the solution. And we've got to return to those principles that made America the nation that it was. Yeah, well, well said. You're speaking my language. I love the message. Uh, Congressman Bob Good, it's been an honor to have you. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of time on the Alec Lay Show. Thanks, Alec. Great to be with you. All right. An honor to have Congressman Bob Good joining me here on the Alec Lay Show. Let me know what you thought about today's interview. Uh, get down there in the chat. Let me know what you thought. Hit me up with a comment. Uh, let me know. Let me know who you'd like to see next on the Alec Lay Show. And again, program alert here. I have Thursday on the podcast. Jason Rance will be joining me on the show. I'm looking forward to that. I uh, had a chance to meet Jason down at one of the events I was doing, CPAC or Turning Point, something like that. My booth for First Class Fatherhood was right next to his, so had a chance to meet him and chat it up for, for today. So looking forward to having him. He'll be here Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble. Now, Chicago, last week we were talking about Chicago, where the mayor was suing the automakers for making it too easy to steal the cars. 142 cars are being stolen a day in Chicago. All right, so what has Illinois got going on now? Well, Illinois becomes the first state to eliminate cash bail. All right, so the bill states that all defendants shall be eligible for partial release. So the criminals are rejoicing in Chicago, and this is a recurring theme here. And who's going to suffer? It's going to be the families that are going to suffer. It's going to be the business owners that are going to suffer. Why in the world would you open up a business or keep your business going in Chicago? Not just Chicago, any blue city. Why would you start a new business and open it in Chicago or New York or San Francisco or any of these blue cities? You'd have to be you'd have to be have a lot of faith that the Democrats are going to be kicked out of these cities if you're starting a business there now, because that's the only way you'd have any shot at having any success there.
So no cash bail. So we're not going to hold the criminals accountable. We're not going to make it harder for them when they get arrested to get out of prison. We're just going to release them and everyone's going to be eligible for partial release. Chicago was bad already. Now it's just going to get worse. And if you keep voting blue, this is what you're voting for. This is what you're asking for. And we're seeing now um, the, the citizens in Chicago are begging. They are begging for the, for the city of Chicago to stop bringing in these illegal immigrants. And there's nothing they could do about, well, we're a sanctuary city that has to do with the federal government and, and, oh, Texas is sending them here. No, you're a sanctuary city. Stop being a sanctuary city. Stop accepting illegal migrants. Ask the boss, Joe Biden, to close the border. Ask Joe Biden to start deportating, uh, deporting all of these illegal immigrants out of your city. But they don't want to do it. They just want to complain like Mayor Eric Adams and cry, oh, we need more money for the problem. No, we don't need more money. We need, we need the migrants to be put back where they came from. Get them out of here. Deport them. That's what we need. I know that this is a hard thing to say. These are human beings. Yes, we're all compassionate. We're all loving. Yes, but I love America. I love Americans. Let us have the illegal immigrants go back to their country, wait in line, and come in when it's their turn. How is it fair to all of the people who ever came to the United States and waited their turn? When you're, on, when you're at school, when I do pizza day at school and I see one of the kids cut the line, I point him out and say, yo, back of the line. You're not allowed to do that. It's not fair for you to do that. It's not fair to the people that have been waiting. You guys that drive your car, how, how aggravating is it that when you're getting ready, to, it's traffic and you're ready to get off the exit and somebody doesn't want to wait in that long line to exit, just comes up and cuts you right off. Didn't wait in the line. He just cut you off. Everybody knows how that feels. Right. Everybody feels like that because they're getting screwed over and nobody likes getting screwed over. And the American people are getting screwed over by President Joe Biden and the border czar Kamala Harris, who are keeping the border open and allowing all these people to just flood in, invade the country, take it over. We're getting all the worst of the worst, just like Trump told you we would. So when you talk to your Democratic friends these are the issues to hammer on. It's why I said it with the congressman. You could talk. Don't have the conversation about abortion with your Democrat liberal friends because it's going to be a shouting match. And it's going to turn into a crazy, uh, you know, it goes from zero to 60 in two seconds. You have the talk about the Second Amendment. Oh, the right to bear arms. They want to take your guns away. You argue. Those are, you're going to have battles over that. Ask your liberal friend if they enjoy having illegal immigrants taking up all the resources of your city, all the resources of your school system. Ask your liberal friend if they enjoy having grown men be in the bathroom with your little daughter. Ask them if they enjoy having, having boys compete against their girls in sports. These are the issues you've got to hammer on with your liberal friends. I haven't met one yet that agrees. I have not met one Democrat dad that thinks it's a good idea for grown men to use the bathroom with their daughter. And this is why you got to bury them on this issue. Bury them with the illegal immigrants in the open border. They see it. Even if they're not seeing it on CNN, even if they're not seeing it on MSNBC, they're seeing it with their eyes in the streets of these cities that they live in. And it's only going to keep getting worse. 
All right, again, a big thank you to Congressman Bob Good for joining me on the Alec Lay Show today. That was awesome. Big honor for me. Uh, I'm only getting these guests because of you guys, the listener, the watcher. Uh, you guys are keeping me going here. I, I encourage you to share this episode wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. Share it. Let's let's help grow this show as big and, and, and as great as we could possibly make it. Let me know who you would like to see next on the podcast. I'm doing my best to get the best guests possible for you guys. Again, Thursday on the program, we're going to have Jason Ray. He'll be here uh, Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble. Follow me on social media, specifically on Twitter, at Alec Lace. You can follow me on Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace. All right, so that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for tuning in. If you missed my interview with the congressman, flip it right back. I think they replay it right here on Rumble right after the live broadcast, so you'll see it if you tune, if you just stay tuned. Other than that, uh, God bless all you parents out there. God bless all you listeners. God bless America, our first responders, and our military veterans. And I will catch you guys on Thursday.